0: Then, with regard to the next point, then at Tahawi <coughs> continues, and we do not accept as true the saying of a fortune teller or a diviner, and we do not accept as true the saying. Of a kahin, a soothsayer, a <coughs> fortune teller, or a diviner. Sheikh Al Fawzan, Hafidullah, he said in his explanation, the author has already mentioned al karamat. He's already mentioned al karamat, the miracles, and their regulating principle. Meaning, he's already in the chapter before the last one, he's already defined what is a mu'jizah, a miracle which Allah gives to a prophet, a karama, which is something that Allah causes to happen at the hand of a righteous person. Allah causes it to happen. And then tricks of the devils. So the Sheikh said, so the author has already mentioned al karamat, miracles, and their, prin- and their regulating principle. And that al-karamat, miracles, are true and established, but it is not permissible to place dependence upon them. And it should not be thought that the awliya, the beloved servants of Allah, have a position in which they can be called upon, along with Allah, the Mighty and Majestic. That should not be thought. No one should think that. That the awliya, the beloved servants of Allah, beloved and chosen servants of Allah, they produce miracles, so therefore they've got a position, which means that we can call upon them. Make dua to them, along with Allah, the mighty and majestic. That should not be thought. As is said by the grave worshippers and the people of false superstitions. Those who devote, those who devote themselves and cling to the awliya and the Salihin and the righteous people from those who are people who perform these miracles and as for his saying rahimahullah nusaddiqu kahinan wala arrafan and we do not accept as true the saying of a fortune teller or a diviner he said then this contains an explanation of the difference between a karama, a miracle, and a kahana, fortune-telling, and divining, and a sihr, sorcery, and a shawada, magic tricks, and a tanjim, astrology. I mean, this point makes a distinction between all of that. Those things which are true miracles, karama, and those things which are not, which fall under one of those categories. Fortune-telling, divining, sorcery, magic tricks, and astrology. So these things, those things which occur with the kuharn, with the fortune tellers or or soothsayers, those things which occur with fortune tellers and the arrafin and the diviners. Those things that happen, those supernatural things that happen with them are events which emanate from devils and are just actions which they become proficient upon and learn by means of their devoting themselves and drawing close to the devils, the shayateen. I mean, the tricks and things that soothsayers can perform, fortune tellers, diviners, the the supernatural things that they seem to be able to do, they are just things they've learnt because of devoting themselves to the shayateen, to the devils. And so then, the people think, and the ignorant people think, that what they do is miracles, karamat, <laughs> and that they are done because of their being awliya of Allah, beloved servants of Allah. I mean, the people think that what these people, these soothsayers can do that the, the apparent miracles they can do, people think it's because they are beloved servants of Allah. And this is a mistake. Rather, they are just from the deeds of devils. Because those people submit to them, these soothsayers and diviners, because of their submission to the devils. And because of their agreeing with them upon shirk. So the Sahara, the sorcerers, people of sorcery are not able to perform sihr, sorcery or magic. They're not able to perform it except through their humbly submitting to the devils. So sihr, sorcery, is from the actions of Satan. And it is disbelief in Allah. It is kufr in Allah. Sihr is disbelief in Allah. As, as a side point, as we've heard in a number of talks from the sheikhs, and evidence for that is the ayah from Surah Al-Baqarah. The ayah with the explanation. And sulaiman was not an unbeliever. Rather, it was the devils who disbelieved. Teaching the people, sihr. Teaching the people, sorcery, magic. So ayah is, is used by the scholars as a proof that sihr, as Sheikh Fawzan said here, sihr is kufr, unbelief. So the Sheikh said, and it is kufr, unbelief, disbelief in Allah. So do not be fooled by them. For they say, this is a karama, this is a miracle. I mean, these people are sorcery who do supernatural looking things. That they say, this is a karama, this is a miracle granted to a righteous person. Or these are spiritual entertainments or spiritual gymnastics. And they present themselves at celebrations and gatherings. And they are left to perform sihr, sorcery, in front of the people. And they say these are spiritual exercises to misguide the people. And to eat up the wealth of the people with their sihr, with their sorcery. So it is obligatory to draw attention to these people and to hate them and to have enmity towards them because they are enemies of Allah and his messenger. Then Shaykh al-Fawzal makes an important distinction and says and as-sihr, sorcery or magic is of two categories. The first category is "sihr, sihr haqiqi Real sorcery or magic. Real and true sorcery or magic. And it is something which produces an effect upon the body of the person upon whom the magic is done. So it causes him to become ill or it produces an effect upon his mind or can kill him. So, this is from the action of the devils, the Shayateen. This is the first category of sihar sorcery, that which can produce an effect. Then, Shaykh al mentions a second category. He said the second category is sihar takhayyuli, magic involving illusions, that which is not real. It involves illusions, tricks of the eye and the like. And the second category of magic is magic involving illusions. Allah, the Most High, said, Surah Taha, the 20th Surah, Ayah 66. In the context of Musa, السلام, when he went to call Fir'aun, And the sorcerers came and they threw their ropes and they threw their sticks and made it look as if they were snakes. With the explanation, it was made to appear to him that their sticks and ropes became moving snakes. Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, and this is what is called illusions. So they do things which appear a certain way to the eyes of the people. Which are in reality, or which are not an actual reality. I mean Tricks and illusions. They do things in front of the people that seem to be certain things, but they are not real things. So such a person makes it appear that he strikes himself with a sword. And that he eats nails or fire or glass. Or enters into a fire, or that he has a car drive over him, or that he sleeps upon nails, or pulls a car along with his hair, or that he brings some plain papers and makes them appear to change into banknotes, and then when this magic ceases, the papers return to their original form. M.S. just give a list of this, this type of illusionary magic. Just, he said, just as occurs from those people who are the Nashaleen, literally pickpockets, or people who are quick with their fingers, and from, ac- from the actions of the magicians also, is that one of them comes with a dung beetle, the well-known insect, the well-known beetle rather. And he makes it appear through his magic in front of the people that it is a, sh- that it is a sheep. And likewise they make it appear to the people that they are walking on a very fine thread And this is called... The Shaykh gives a couple of names which they call it by... Something like very, very thin tightrope walking or something. Then he said... So all of this is falsehood and trickery of the people. Tricking the eyes of the people. And it is sihr takhayyuli. It is the magic of illusions. When this magic ceases, then the affairs return... As they were before, to their usual manner. So it is obligatory upon us that we do not be fooled by these people and do not, do not believe in them. And that we do not let them get access to our children and our countries in order to promote their magic. Then Sheikh Al Fawzan moves on to another category of people the Kuhan. The fortune tellers. So he said, as for the kahin, the fortune teller, or the soothsayer, then he is the person who claims ilm al-ghayb, the person who claims to have knowledge of the hidden and the unseen. And the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa informed us that the devils attempt to listen I mean, attempt to listen into commands of the heavens and they can manage to hear certain sayings so they take these sayings that they hear and they pass them on to the kahin, to the fortune teller I mean, as it occurs in the authentic narration in Al-Bukhari, a long narration it mentions that the devils they climb on the backs of each other they climb on each other's backs until they can get to a height that they can hear commands from the heavens they hear things they can just get to hear certain things before they're struck and they can't hear anymore so the sheikh said so they managed to take a saying and they inform the fortune teller of this saying and then he lies along with it a hundred lies and the people believe him Upon everything which he says, because of that one saying. And if you want to refer back to the hadith, then the hadith is reported by Al Bukhari as hadith four thousand seven hundred and one. It's from a hadith of Abu Huraira anhu. Then Shaykh Al mentioned, and he, the one free of all imperfections, said, "Hal man shayatin." تَنَزَّلُ Ala Kulli Afakin أَثِيمٍ يُلْقُونَ السَّمْعَ وَأَكْثَرُهُمْ كَاذِبُونَ Surat al-Shu'ara, the 26th Surah, Ayas 221 to 223. With the explanation, shall I not inform you upon whom the devils descend? They descend upon each great liar in speech. Wicked in actions. And the devils cast what they have heard upon them, upon these liars. And most of them, most of the soothsayers, are indeed liars. Then Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, this is how the soothsayers, how they get their information. The devils pass on a word to them. And then on top of that word, as occurs in the narration, Abu Hurairah on top of that one piece of truth, they add a hundred lies. And then the people believe everything they say because of that one word of truth. Then Sheikh al fawzan said, and the and the Kohana, fortune telling, or soothsaying, it used to exist in the days of ignorance. Or well, the fortune tellers were very many in the days of ignorance. So in every tribe there used to be a kahin, in every single tribe there used to be a kahin, soothsayer, fortune teller. And the people used to refer back to him for judgment and ask him about unseen matters. And then when Islam came, it abolished fortune telling, soothsaying. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi prevented the people from going to the soothsayers. He والسلام, said, Man ata kahinan lam tuqbal minhu salatun arba'ina يَوْمًا Whoever goes to a fortune teller, then prayer will not be accepted from him for 40 days. In a footnote they mention this hadith is reported by Muslim. And you'll find it in Muslim from a narration of, of Abu Hurairah with the wording That whoever goes to a diviner then prayer will not be accepted from him for 40 nights. Sheikh of fawzan said and this hadith occurs in Sahih Muslim. And he mentions a second narration. He said, and there occurs in the Sunan. The hadith, the saying of the messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam, من أتى كاهناً أو أرّافاً فصدقه بما, بما يقول فقد كفر بما أنزل They mention in a footnote, this hadith is reported by Ahmad. And Al-Hakim, who declared the hadith to be sahih, authentic to the, st- to the standard of Al-Bukhari and Muslim. And this hadith is a hadith of Abu Hurairah, again, a hadith of Abu Hurairah, radiAllahu anhu, declared sahih by Shaykh al-Albani in his checking on his notes to Sharh al-Aqidah al-Tahawiyyah. And you'll find it with the wording, Man ar whoever goes to a diviner or a fortune teller and believes him in what he says then he has disbelieved in what was sent down upon Muhammad then Shaykh al-Fawzan said and likewise when he was asked about the Quran, when he was asked about the fortune tellers he said they are shay, they are nothing you find this narration reported by al-Bukhari as hadith 6213 and reported by Muslim from a hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha. He said, and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La Do not go to them. Do not go to them. And this hadith is reported by Muslim with the wording in the singular, Fala do not, go, do not go to them, meaning the soothsayers, and it's from a hadith, it's the famous hadith, it's a part of the famous hadith of a slave girl, <coughs> hadith Mu'awiyah ibn al-Hakam as sulami the, the long hadith with many points of benefit, the, hadith, the famous hadith where the, the Prophet وسلم, had the slave girl brought before him and said, Asked her to, to check if she's a believer. He said, Ain't Allah, where is Allah? So she said, somewhere above the heavens. He said, who am I? She said, you are the messenger of Allah. So he said, free her because she's a mu'mina. Free her because she's a believer. So this is a part of that hadith. It was mentioned about in the same hadith, that there are some people who are fortune tellers. So the Prophet wasallam said, to him, Then do not go to them. In the wording of Imam Ahmad, just as Sheikh put here, ta'tuhum. Do not go to them. Then Shaykh al said, So the kahin, so the fortune teller, or soothsayer, he defines who he is. He said, Hu bisabin, This is the definition of the kahin. Soothsayer, fortune teller. He is the person, he is the person who claims to have knowledge of the hidden and the unseen. By means of his working with the devils. He claims to have knowledge of the hidden and unseen. How does he get that? He may not admit it, but how does he get that? By working with the devils. Then Sheikh of fawzan makes the distinction and says, as for the arraf, the diviner, then he defines him. فَهُوَ الَّذِي al الْغَيْبِ لكن ليس بواسطة الشياطين وإنما, وإنما والتخمين. As for the diviner, then he claims to have knowledge of the hidden and unseen. However, not by means of the devils, but rather by intuition and guesswork. So that he will say, it's possible. That such and such will happen, built upon his false predictions or prophecies. So that's the difference between the kahin and the ar The thing that they both possess is that both of them claim the same thing. They both claim to have knowledge of Ilmul al knowledge of the hidden and the unseen. Both of them claim that. But the difference between them is how, they come up, how, that, come, how that comes to them. So the kahin, he uses devils to inform him. And the Araraf, then guesswork, intuition, he's d- different ways that he, t- he tries and arrive at some, some prediction of what's going to happen. Then Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, And some of the people of knowledge say that the Araraf, the diviner, is the kahin. They're the same thing. Because both of them inform about hidden and unseen affairs. however, by using different means. It means some, of, some of the scholars say the, same, the term applies to both of them. The term Kahin," it applies to both of them. It's just that they're different in their means, and that, but the, the term can apply to both. Then Sheikh Farzan said, "So it is obligatory upon the Muslim." that he should disbelieve in and he should reject fortune telling and divining and that he should not believe its people that's what's obligatory for they are not from the awliya of Allah they are not from the allies and beloved servants of Allah rather they are awliya of shaytan. they are allies and beloved ones of Satan And whoever wishes to further research this matter Then let him refer back to the book Al-Furqan of al Islam I mean Ibn Taymiyyah I mean the book Al-Furqan The distinction between The allies and beloved servants of Allah And the allies of Satan Then he moves on and says As for At-Tanjim Astrology Then Al-Munajjim, the astrologer, he defines him, he said, he, the astrologer, is the person who informs about future events by means of observation, or by means of reflection upon, or referring back to, the stars. They say, when such and such star rises, then so-and-so will happen. And when a certain star sets, that such-and-such will happen. And when such-and-such constellation, or rather that such-and-such constellation, brings unhappiness, or brings good fortune, this is how they ascribe things, this is how they ascribe actions, falsely I mean, they, they ascribe these actions to these things I mean, to stars and constellations and the setting of stars and so on this is how they ascribe those actions falsely so astrology is and then he defines it briefly at Tanjim astrology is huwa hawadith al-aradiyya astrology is ascribing events upon the earth to changing conditions of the stars and planets and this was the definition given by Shaykh al-Islam by that of course he refers to Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah you can refer to Fatul al-Majid and likewise Shaykh al-Islam's book uh, the book of com- compilation of of the verdicts of the Sheikh, Majmu al-Fatawa, volume thirty-five, page one ninety two. Then Sheikh al-Fawzan said, So astrology is from the affairs of the times of ignorance. He alayhi salatu was said, "Arba'un fi ummati min umorid jahiliya, la yatrukuna hunna at ta' am وَالْفَخْرُ بِالْأَحْسَابِ وَالْنِيَاحَةُ عَلَى الْمَيِّتِ وَالْإِسْتِسْقَاءُ بِالنُّجُومِ That the Prophet said, There are four things in my ummah which are from the affairs of the days of ignorance. The people will not leave them with regard to this phrase la then al to be said in his explanation Al-Mufhim he said meaning oh generally not that everybody nobody will leave them generally people don't leave them so there are four things in my Ummah from the affairs of the days of ignorance they will not leave them attacking people's lineage and boasting of being of noble descent wailing over the dead and seeking rain from the stars in a footnote they mention this is reported by a Muslim and it's from a hadith of Abu Malik al-Ashja'i Shaykh al-Fawzan said referring to the last one means seeking rain from the stars he said means seeking rain from the stars he, the perfect and most high, said, Fala ukusimu bimawake in Nujum, wa inna hula kasamun lauta alamuna adhim. Inna hula koranun kareem, fi kitabim maknoon, la yamasuhu illal mutaharoon. Tanzilum mirabil alamin, afa beheather hadithi antum Mudhinun, wa taj aluna rizkakum, an nakum tukadiboon. So to wakea the 56th surah, is 75 to 82, with the explanation, and as we mentioned now and again, usually the explanation is just taken from the tafsir at Tabari. So with the explanation, so I swear by the places of the setting of the stars, and it is a great oath, if only you knew. It is or that, that this Qur'an is indeed an honorable Qur'an. In a guarded book, in the preserved tablet, Allah mahfuz which is not touched except by those kept pure by Allah. Those kept pure by Allah from sins. And Mujahid said, meaning the angels. Mujahid said, the famous Tabi said, Mujahid said, meaning the angels don't touch that. I mean, only angels can touch that book. This Qur'an is a revelation sent down from the Lord of the whole of the creation. Is it regarding this speech that you wish to speak mildly with and accommodate those who deny and disbelieve in it? That was a tafsir of Mujahid and Ibn Jirir al-Tabari. Is it regarding this speech that you wish to speak mildly with and accommodate Those who deny and disbelieve in it. And the thanks you should give to Allah for your provision is instead denial and ascribing ascribing your provision to others besides him. Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, Meaning that you ascribe the provision which comes to you to the stars or to events which occur with the stars and planets. So, this is from the belief of the days of ignorance. So, the stars are just a creation from the creation of Allah and are subject to Him. Musakhara, they are subject to Him, under His control. And Allah created them for three wise purposes. I mean, Allah created this, Allah the Most High created the stars for three wise purposes. The first is to make them an adornment for the sky. Secondly, that they are missiles to strike the devils. And thirdly, that they are signposts, stars are signposts, by which people can find the way in darkness, Upon the land and the sea. So whoever believes that they are for another purpose besides this, then he has lost his share of good. And as for the narration that the stars are for three purposes, then this was this is mentioned by Al Bukhari, without a connected chain of narration in his Sahih, as a saying of the of the, tabi, the famous Tabi'i, Qatada. He made this statement, the stars are for three purposes, and he mentioned these three reasons. And Abd ibn humayd reported it with a, joint, a connected chain of narration. As al Hafi ibn Hajjah mentions in Fatul Bari. Then Shaykh al-Fawzan said, So if you carefully reflect upon the Qur'an, you will find that Allah mentioned three benefits for the stars. If you go through the Quran, wherever it's mentioned of the stars, and you reflect, then you'll find that the stars have three points of benefit, which Allah has mentioned. As for events which occur upon the earth, then the stars have no effect upon that at all. And the astrologers merely deceive and lie to the people. And they say these events occur because of the stars. Whereas Allah, the one free of all imperfections, said, وَالنُّجُومُ مُسَخَّرَاتٌ al-Nahl, so the 16th surah, ayah 12, with the explanation, and the stars are subject to Allah's command. The stars are subject to Allah's command. The shaykh said, so these affairs destroy aqidah. I mean believing that these stars have an effect upon what happens upon the earth. These affairs destroy aqidah, destroy correct belief and creed. And they nullify the person's iman. If he believes that the stars have done the thing which occurs in the creation. If something happens upon the earth, if the person thinks yes, the star has had an effect and made that happen, then he's nullified his email.